Hi, and welcome to Social Work Sorted, the podcast. My name is Vicky, and I founded Social Work Sorted as a platform for social work education with a difference. I recognise that there are newly qualified social workers who have studied and practised throughout a pandemic, gone straight from university into jobs, into crisis management, and have missed out on a lot of opportunities to develop their skills and find that sweet spot between the academic knowledge and how to put it into practice. So I'm hoping that through my Instagram, through podcasts, through other writing that I do, I can start to bridge that gap a little bit. In today's podcast, I'm going to talk about direct work and how you can use children's books because I think it can be a really underrated resource for direct work with children, but also across different ages, all the way up until adults and older adults. I am running one of my masterclasses on Wednesday, the 8th of June. It's going to be looking at direct work and assessment skills, and it's actually the last masterclass that I'll be running until September. So if you are newly qualified or a student preparing for practice placement or a social worker just wanting a refresh of your skills, the masterclass in direct work and assessment skills is going to cover an introduction to assessments, some do's and don'ts, some useful tools and how you can utilise those tools for your assessments and for your analysis. All the details for how you can join are in the show notes and will be on the website. This is the last way to access any of the masterclasses with me before September. So starting with using children's books in direct work, it's one of my favourite ways to connect with children but also with adults. There is such a wide range of children's literature and having a couple of go-to books that you can use in your sessions mean that you have something accessible that you can physically carry around to visits with it not being too much of an issue, keeping a bag or keeping your car if you have a car. It's just something that you can use to connect with children and families and Although I do focus on work with children, some of the most effective direct work that I've ever done as a social worker with adults has been using children's books. I think that's because of the simplicity of the stories sometimes can make such a difference. It can just be a really nice resource to have in your toolkit, if you like. If you are choosing children's books to bring with you on visits or maybe if you're investing in some for your team to be able to use, it's so important to think about accessibility. So who are the characters in the book? What do the characters look like? How are families represented? Or how are different aspects of intersectionality represented? So for example, The Huge Bag of Worries is a book that I use a lot. It's a really helpful narrative around externalising worries and passing worries to different people who can take responsibility for them. However, all the characters in that book are racialised as white and there is a very white European-centric narrative of a helpful old lady. The parents in the book are a male and a female. So if you were using that and not thinking about representation, you could perhaps isolate a child or a young person that you're using that book with. If you're thinking about books with animals in, um, I know social workers use a book called The Worrysaurus a lot of the time, but perhaps think about how dinosaurs are 
often characterised as more appealing to boys than girls, that might be something that could impact your use of that book. So I'm not saying don't ever use those resources, but I'm saying be mindful about how children and families might connect with them. And maybe you can take the idea or the narrative or a story from a children's book but do your own words and pictures with a child if some of the characters aren't necessarily connecting. Children's literature is working towards becoming more representative for children. So I often use the Big Bright Feelings books, which are by Tom Percival. You might have heard of the Sophie Says series. There are lots of book providers that you can use beyond the sort of typical ways that you go and get or purchase your children's books so I will list some of them in the show notes but yeah a starting point should always be representation and whether a child or an adult can see themselves in a book or not. Then think about the topic of the book so you don't necessarily need to match a book with a child's specific needs but it is an option. Again there's a wide range of literature available there would be so much for me to go into but books that look at feelings, mental health, parenting issues, family relationships, if you have a need there will be a book for it and it doesn't take a lot to search that out but you can use any book, you don't necessarily have to have a particular story like I said that might connect with what a child is going through You can use any book because most books have characters, narratives that you can use to elicit some conversation. If you are using a book as direct work, it's really important that you as a social worker differentiate this from education. So often books for children might be associated with learning to read. It might be something that they have to do rather than something that they choose to do, or it might be something that they actively don't choose to do because they might see reading as a chore or a task that they have to get through. So if you are using a book, obviously if a child wants to read themselves then you can actively encourage that but you really don't want to make it feel like school, you don't want to make it feel like a chore. A child might prefer to listen to you read, that can sometimes be really comforting rather than them feeling like they have to read themselves. Again, if you are using books with children and parents together, just be mindful of a person's literacy and also their confidence in reading. You don't want a session or a piece of direct work or a visit to feel like a chore for a parent either. They don't want to feel like they're being put under pressure to read something because that will take away from what you're trying to do, which is use the story to bring around some topics of conversation. I think it's really important to be mindful that not every child is going to be able to sit and read with you. Be aware that not every child is still when they're concentrating. They might be moving around the room and that's okay. I think we need to be mindful of neurodiversity and paying attention doesn't always look like being completely still and sitting down. There might be children who are deaf or hard of hearing who you can read with but the focus might be more on the written word rather than what is said. Just be mindful of what scenario the child is in, whether they're in school or whether they're at home and how they're going to receive you reading to them. 
but that doesn't mean to say that you shouldn't do it. Even if a child is up and around and moving, it doesn't mean to say that they're not connecting or listening to what you're saying. So just be confident in the fact that you can sit there and read and there isn't a typical response to you reading that you should expect. So with any story that you're using, you want to use the narrative, the story, the characters to elicit topics of conversation. If there are certain characters in the book, talk about them. What do you think they're feeling? What do you think they're thinking? Why do you think they did what they did? If you had to choose a character in the book, who would you be? Or which character is most like your mum or most like your dad or most like your sibling? If there's pictures in the book, talk about what they look like. So you might say, I think this character was feeling this way on this page. Or I think this picture is trying to show something sad on this page. It's about using something to open up conversation beyond a typical question and answer session. The benefit of using a book to do that is that you don't need direct eye contact. You and the other person are looking directly at something in front of you and it takes away some of that pressure that eye contact might bring, especially for children. Using stories also externalises problems so they might become easier for the child or young person to talk about. A child might be able to vocalise a character's feelings or talk about a character's perspective in a much easier way than they can talk about their own. And it is much the same for adults. So using books might be something that you do already in your direct work. But if it's not, take a moment to think and ask yourself why that is. Very often social workers will tell me that they just don't have time. And I do understand that. But it doesn't take a long time to sit with someone and connect over reading a book, particularly children's books. They're not always lengthy. So think about whether it is time and challenge yourself to think, actually, is it about confidence? Is it something that you've not done before or you haven't seen other social workers do before? And therefore, it's not something that you bring into your practice. If you're in the early stages of trying to build a working relationship, Using a children's book and sitting down and reading together can be a lovely way to do that. It can begin to build trust and it's also a way of showing that you care enough to take the time to sit and read with somebody, even if that is five minutes. For older children, it's going to have all the same benefits as it will for younger children. It might be an opportunity if you're working with a teenager and trying to use a children's book to look at a certain topic to use humour. Using humour in a really sensitive way is such a skill, but it can be really effective and it can be a nice way to introduce the idea of a children's book into your direct work session. For parents, adults, you can do the same thing. Using children's books can actually be really emotive when you do it in the right way with adults. I love the children's book, Guess How Much I Love You, and I find that books that look at the topic of love can bring so many layers into your assessment and what you learn about a person. You can have really interesting conversations about love, how that's measured, what that looks like, how it matters, how parents felt love when they were children or how they were shown love when they were children. And having the children's book almost as that resource that you look at together, again, externalizes those topics so you can talk about them without it feeling too challenging for a person. 
You might need to start building confidence in doing this, but once you do it, it's a really good skill that you have. And it's something that you can also model within your home visits. You might have families that absolutely don't want you to come and visit their home. If you start bringing in a children's book and take the time to sit with them or sit with their child to connect through reading, it could start to break down those barriers. That might sound really idealistic. However, you won't know until you try. If it doesn't work, then at least you've tried it. But if it is effective, then it's something that you know you can do again. This is about breaking out of habits that you might have formed on visits and trying something new. If you're newly qualified, you might not have ever seen a social worker use a certain type of tool on a visit. So it might not be something that you yourself do. You might fall into the habits of a visit of going through the motions, asking the same questions, seeing the house, doing the same bits of direct work. This is about shaking it up and doing something different. Please let me know how you get on and if you want more support or guidance around direct work and how to use that for assessment then do join the masterclass. All the details are in the show notes below. If you found this podcast helpful then it would really help me if you could leave a rating and a review. It helps me understand what you're finding useful and what I need to make more of that can help you in the future. Finally, before we go, like I always do, I'd invite you to stop wherever you are and take a breath. Just know that whatever is going on, you can come back to this feeling the next time you feel like you're racing around the office or racing to visits. Less than 10 seconds to lower your heart rate, which might just make your day that little bit more manageable. Thank you so much for listening and take care.